Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Possums, what's up? The long-awaited return of Joe. The return of the king. <laughs> guys, we're now That's in dynasty season, and I just wanted to talk to you guys about a school of thought that is not only rampant in fantasy football, but also society at large. This theory is what have you done for me lately? I think a lot of players like Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift, who are absolute studs in absolute horrible situations and both coming off of injury, these are players I will be targeting heavily in trades after the season. And these are the types of moves that fuel consistent contenders and possums. We want these teams to be your teams. I also think of lowly podcasters, how one spends hours each week with his two friends the last few years, pre- preparing, <laughs> driving across the country, paying out of his own pocket to help with things, only to be harassed for missing two weeks in a row to help their family by the same people that told you a Belichick running back is a top 12 dynasty option. We still so, stand by it. I just like how love, you haven't been Ramondre. here. You haven't been here in I, two weeks, and the first thing you talk about is fucking DeAndre Swift. It's like, it's, it, yeah. dude, I've got a Swift. He had him. in his top twelve dynasty running backs. In case you were wondering, which absolutely. Here's the all thing. joking I, aside, guys. Today we're going to look at our top twelve dynasty wide receivers, and in part two, we we will be doing our weekly game previews. So be sure to stick around for that. As always, I'm with my friends here, Josh and Billy, and uh, guys, we live it, so you can win it. Josh, Billy, what's up? Friends in quotation marks. Um, yeah, very you. quotation Joe, I think you were, you were just holding out until Mike White got a starting job again. That's all I, I – we, we could have framed it as that. Like you weren't going – until Mike White hit the field, you weren't coming back to the podcast. And my folk hero, man. My folk hero, dude. I, I had to get him back on the field. Well, since you've been out, your entire Chicago Bears is gone. Oh, wait, that happened earlier. But you have had some injuries, and that's a little rough, but uh... – here we are, bud. I wasn't expecting much from this season anyway, so. That is fair. You were actually had doesn't, no expectations going into yeah, the season. Doesn't That's hurt true. my soul one bit. Hey, it's going to be nice. But can we, actually, can we talk, instead about football, can we talk about football, the U.S., moving on to the the knockout round? I don't, you know, I don't think anybody expected the lowly underdogs from the U.S. to actually come out of the group in soccer. Also, we got to beat Iran, which was the best thing ever, which, you know, this is the third, fourth time we've done that. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Hopefully we don't have any Iran- Iranian well, listeners that are mad at me say, for that. Touchy subject, man. Yeah. Now Josh is going to get us put on some kind of a list. So thank you. <laughs> We're not on a list by now, man. I don't know what it's going to happen. I measure our success by the amount of lists that we're on. So, <laughs> well, the note, yeah, we're already on the COVID talk list by the government. Don't say that one more time. We'll get that little notification the, again. Yeah, that's true. The Iranian COVID. government is going to have us on this for talking about them. And you know what, you know, whatever other list people want to put us on, I guess we'll have to add those two. Okay, let's talk quickly about some news because we're going to get into these dynasty wide receiver rankings. We tried to keep Joe off for one more week so that we could hog the list to ourselves. But you know what? 
He reappeared so that he can add in his flavor into the. I saw a list including Ramondre Stevenson as a top back, and I'm like, all right, I got to get back in there. This is going off the rails. Did you see him on Thanksgiving, man? He looked great. What have you done for me lately, Josh? Last week, he did a lot lately. A Belichick running back. Pierce. Ramondre Stevenson can catch balls out of the backfield. It's it's a hey, match made. In you see the Brady list of all the running backs that are free agents this year? At the yeah, end of this year? One of them is yeah. not Ramondre. And that's They're going to sign one. They're going to draft one. Belichick's going to have four backs again. Pierre Strong is going to somehow become relevant. You know it's happening. Just let it happen. I think they're at the, the thing is about the Patriots and the reason they had nine running backs is because they never had one that was like actually supposed to shoulder the workload. It was always Tom Brady's backfield supposed to be Mac Jones or backfield team. It's supposed to be Mac Jones's team. And that's obviously not working out. So no, that's why we have Stevenson. I'm, I'm done. I'm done victory lapping this. I do want to talk yeah, about one thing, no victory though. lap. It's Before a loss. We, well, whatever. There's a what, fundamental loss. You're still wrong. You're still wrong. And you I'm missed two sure. weeks. So you don't get to talk anymore. Um, but no, one thing I do want to talk about is how in the actual fuck the saints have not come out and said, Jamie's Winston is going to start this week. He's been healthy for three weeks now. And Andy Dalton is still the projected starter this week. And it makes absolutely no sense. He's irate about it. And I think all the saints fans are too. I mean, you can't be like, Oh, they're trotting Andy Dalton out again. This should work after the absolute embarrassment last week. I just don't understand how. They couldn't be like, maybe it's time. We still have a chance at the division. We should probably like try to win that and try to actually have some pass offense. I, I, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You can't make the argument they're tanking because they don't have a pick. So I don't right, really exactly. know what to say. I mean, they can that, tank for us. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, just making the Eagles pick better. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't like this. If there, if Cliff Kingsbury and Nathaniel Hackett didn't exist, Dennis Allen would be the glaring bad coach in the football league right now. Like what he has done with this team is just bizarre. And for him to, you know, come into this situation, we thought it, you know, we didn't think this team was going to be great. I didn't think they were going to be this bad and they're not good. Like, I don't know what, you know, they're already going to miss Kamara a little bit of next season because he's going to get, uh, suspended most likely for the punching incident. I just, this team does not in a good direction right now. I mean, at this point, just throw in Ian book and give us dynasty super flexors, some love. Um, Cause why not? We could see him probably better than the other two at this point. Not wrong about that. Not wrong about that at all. Okay. But before we get to the dynasty wide receivers, I just want to talk about this Rams situation. So the Rams have literally benched, well, they're, they're quote-unquote injured or shut down for the year. Uh, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, uh, Allen Robinson is out. Uh, they're pretty much just shutting down every main component of this team. And then they cut, you know, Daryl Henderson to make room for some of the rookies to get a little work. Guys, what are the Rams planning to do here? Like, what is the – I know we're all kind of like we were praying on their downfall because fuck Kroenke and all that, but like – what are they actually going to do? They don't have a pick. So what is the plan? Just rest them and run them back next year, man. This, this isn't their year. They need a line. They have no semblance of a line right now. Stafford's off his game. Cup's off his game. Robinson never came to fruition. You know, they thought Akers was a thing, and he's not. The defense, honestly, has not looked anywhere near what they were supposed to. Um, even with the addition of Wagner on that one, he looks slow. So why – why keep it going? Just shut it down. 
It's yeah, it's just for sake of players' health. I didn't know they actually shut Stafford down for the year. I did see that they did Donald today. Um, but it's not technically out for the year, but it appears to be going in that direction. Ah, uh, yeah, the, I was gonna, I was gonna say. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, without when Whitworth left that team, he left a gaping hole literally in the offensive line, and it hasn't been the same since. And then Stafford's been dealing with that shoulder, whatever the hell, injury all year, so. It, it's a bad sign for them for things to come because everyone's just aging one more year at this point, and they might actually go down in history as the worst uh, Super Bowl hangover ever. So I think they're actually there right now, or maybe I'm not sure at the actual it's final status. Of, it's one of the worst uh, Super Bowl defenses we've seen, and I don't even remember how when the last time this is how this looked. So I don't know. The, this They paid for a championship. We can all be happy about that, but at the same time, we can just as easily make the uh, argument for last year being a little flukish because they played the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's that to be in the Rams that we know, man. You know, win a Super Bowl, they'll wait 20 years, win another one. Yeah. That's right. my Bears. If that was the Chiefs or the Bills, they lost. It's hard not to think that, to be honest with you. I know that everybody out there is going to be like, but Odell, if he hadn't gotten hurt, no, it, no, they should have lost to the Bengals. That was that's the thing. Like that is true. All they had to do they, was put Joe Mixon, Mixon on the effing exactly. field. They had yeah. Mixon in the game instead of P Ryan on that third down. We're gonna think about that one forever. But anyway, yeah, this is a very odd season for the Rams. Like it's very weird that the Lions have their pick, and the Lions pick is actually better than the Rams pick that they have. So it's just a weird season and or worse. How you look at it? Right. Worse technically, but yeah, it's, it's weird to see that, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of happy to see the Rams downfall. Sean McVay, you know, maybe you should have taken the TV gig, man. Maybe, maybe you should have, but I don't I've been know. Aaron Donald's so pissed right now. Yeah. It's, he was contemplating retirement before the season started and he here was. he is pissed off. Yeah. And then Allen Robinson picked this team because he was hoping they go for a Super Bowl. Ends up in a tanking situation. Not that he's ever seen that before, I'm sure. I think it was also a little bit of his fault. I mean, he never looked right. I don't know if it was him and Stafford. It's, not. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. Very weird situation. I was way too high on Robinson this year. Uh, we all were. Sorry, possum. Biggest mistakes. Um, speaking of, well, I don't even know if this is getting high. So. Before, yeah, okay, two more stories because now, now that we've brought this up, I got to bring two things up that are quick. One Preach. is this this Odell situation is getting out of hand. Like, we're hearing about this man getting kicked off of airplanes and stuff, and he's got all these visits lined up with the Giants, with the Bills, with the Cowboys. Even if he gets to any of these teams, first of all, he's not fantasy relevant. I mean, I, he's never going to, he's not going to help you win a championship in the fantasy season. And then two, whatever team he goes to, he's not going to be the number one or two option, I don't think. Like, I just, I'm making a whole lot of big deal about this guy, and he's got a great agent that has made an entire like mess of his media situation here. But God, I'm just he's a the epitome bit tired of, of one great it. catch, man. I'm actually glad that you brought this up because I've been thinking this for the last like three weeks. Like we keep hearing about where's Odell going to go. He's going to go. He's thinking about the giants, the return. He's going to the Cowboys. The Cowboys have deals in place. And then like, I'm just tired of fucking hearing about it. Like he's not, he's sure he's good. He's okay. But like, we didn't even make this mess about like, we tried to make this mess about like Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown, but like people don't care. 
Like, I, no. it's really, he's just another piece. He's just, the only thing it is, is it's, it's a second wide receiver for the Cowboys. It's a wide receiver for the Giants. It's a second or third for the Bills. I mean, it's not. I still think he'll be behind Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. I mean, I, I think that he'll slot right in the third spot, maybe ahead of Gallup. Maybe it'll be even, but I. I it's literally the same conversation as Deshaun Jackson where we get, we're like, Oh cool. Deshaun Jackson's playing again. Like, I don't know why, like where we didn't hype it up when Deshaun Jackson came back because for this is exactly what you're going to get. That one down the field ball that Odell tries to catch and gets injured. Odell again. needs to go to the Tennessee Titans. That makes the like most it. sense out of any team. Of this, yeah. That makes the most sense. Get him in there. He's another mouth that, that offense, you know, you see Traylon Burks coming on right now. Robert Woods still hasn't done a damn thing. So if he can slot in there, that'd be awesome. That's what I'm rooting for because I think it would help the offense out. Otherwise, I really don't care. So see, this is the thing. There's no way he goes to the team that actually needs him, like the Giants or the Titans. He's going to go to the Cowboys more than likely, but I also could see the Bills, like just because he's ring chasing. That's literally he's the all Kyrie he's Irving doing. of football. So let's just Irving name him that football. right now. I like the basketball. I'm surprised. Right? Hey, speaking of, I was really surprised Josh hasn't been kicked off an airplane yet. Uh, dude, the trip to Vegas, like that's actually the trip shocking. to Vegas could have so, happened. Someone literally goes, "You're pretty drunk." Like, you think they'll let you on the plane? I was like, "They do that." <laughs> <laughs> After you spilled a whole beer right across the terminal. Oh no, I did, and I did that again me. when we went to Gulf Shores. Actually, yep. I did the same thing. Dropped a beer in too. the middle of the terminal. Yep, Billy's fault. Should have been standing there for both of them, and they were neither. That's my how fault. we. That's how we start our drafts, folks. Someone's got to duct tape that beer to my hand or something, guys. <laughs> right or keep you from going face first into rocks something like well that. No, who are we on that one dipshit yeah that's a good point i didn't even know that happened until i saw your your face all right um the last news story this face. is very quick and i think it just needs to be it's not super relevant but it became relevant as we watched the jets game but james robinson is not in this offense at all for the jets it seems like it's going to be the zone of a night show it sure was on sunday with mike white but james robinson's now mad he spoke out today in the media saying that he's upset with his role in this offense he doesn't know why they brought him here from jacksonville they thought he was he thought he was there to replace Brees hall we all thought that uh what do you guys think's happening there do they just want to seize on of a night or is is he just not fitting with the offense james robinson well, was I mean, it? Carter was healthy to start last week, so I think they thought that they were good on running backs, and then he got hurt. The only reason you saw so much Zonovan Knight there. But also, why wouldn't you see what you have in Zonovan Knight, especially for a team with playoff aspirations? I mean, they have a good record. They keep winning. Zonovan Knight could be a huge factor in the playoffs if someone were to get hurt. They saw it happen to Brees. So it makes sense. They already kind of know what James Robinson is. And yeah, but why wouldn't they dress James Robinson? I thought he was injured this whole time. Well, he was did he? have that funky knee injury or whatever it was in Jacksonville, and the next thing you know, the Jets signed him and he played like five snaps. And I don't know. I don't know. Healthy I, mean, I feel like I feel like that exact same workload to James Robinson would have netted the exact same thing. So it's like, why not use him? I don't. Also, it's good I mean, to you see have an opportunity Zonovan. to use a rookie that you drafted and see how he holds up. Yeah, but you could have Why put not? all three of that. Could have all three been healthy and played. Well, they had to point. get Ty Johnson involved for some Why? goddamn reason. I, I dude, every year there's Ty Johnson two touchdown. You know, he, he has a big performance twice a year. Coming next week, guys. Be careful. It's yeah. just weird that with them being down Brees Hall and they trade for. James Robinson for him not to even be dressed on Sunday in a game that was a, 
uh, sorry, Joe, but it was essentially a layup for the Jets. Oh, it absolutely was. Seems weird to not get try to get James Robinson more involved and more cohesive in this offense. It just seems strange to not even have him dressed when Michael Carter goes down. He's not even available to help. Like, I don't know. Very weird situation there. Your same argument about a layup though is why wouldn't you get a rookie involved that you have no idea what he what he can do? Well then why trade for James Robinson then? Maybe he's still part of their plans, dude. Maybe he's not fully healthy and they're like, hey, we're going to the playoffs. Why rush him back? I guess so. I just I don't know why you healthy scratch a running back if he's only been there for three weeks and we don't Maybe even know what he is. The offense is so complicated. I mean, we know what the Jags are well, going to do. It's not that complicated. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We'd argue Zach, or Zach Wilson would also make that same argument. Zach yeah, exactly. Wilson was too busy talking to people's moms. He was literally like, oh, you got a hot mom. Let's go talk to her for a little bit. And then he got distracted by the ladies. It happens. It happens to the best it, of us. Cougars.com. Hey, by the way, my top 15 for Jets players is looking really good because they just keep rotating players in. So Yeah, that's a that's a. I don't know. Garrett Wilson might Oh, uh, that over. is true. Garrett Wilson should be. He should be sneaking up there. Yeah. Yeah, well, Brees going down kind of hurt that. Yeah, well, we we knew that that was the thing. That was that was a sure thing once it started happening. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, let's get on to why we're all here this episode. Last week we covered the top twelve dynasty running backs, and when what was you know a lot of people are saying it was one of the best lists ever put together of dynasty running backs. So a lot of people was happy to hear that from most of the audience. There was a few detractors, but not many. This week. We're going to talk about the top 12 dynasty wide receivers. So last week's concept, we and Josh kind of went back and forth. We counted out from 12 to 1. Uh, we're not going to do that with three people because it's a little bit more confusing. So we kind of talked about this ahead of time. We compiled our list together, crunched the data, and we came out with this perfect list. So we are going to start with number 12. And number 12 is Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders. Joe and I, I don't think, listed him, so we'll just let Josh have the floor here. Uh, you talked about listening, listing him, but okay, so the thing about Devontae Adams is the man doesn't stop. I get he's 29. I get that he's not of, of the like young age, but the man is a top five wide receiver in the last three years and will continue to be so in the future. I mean, barring an injury, he's dealt with worsening Aaron Rodgers over the years. He's got Derek Carr who like, I don't know, refused to throw him the ball for a couple games and then just now feeds him. Any quarterback that comes into this lineup is going to feature Devontae Adams there at the moment. There's literally no one else. Obviously that should change next year. They should be bringing in some more pass catchers, but Renfro just never seemed to have it this year. Waller was kind of hit or miss before he got injured. I just, I don't understand how anyone could not put him in their list. I, I I had to slot him in at number 12. I just feel like he deserves to be there. Actually, I think I had him at 11. My apologies. You make sense at 12. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you about having Devontae Adams there. I mean, we don't know if Carr is going to be the starter next year. We know all the other pieces are coming back. He's older. I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of fact. I mean, for me personally, Devonta Adams is a guy I would be selling right now, especially if I'm out of the playoff hunt, to recoup as much as you can because you're going to get a lot for him right now. He's just not on my dynasty buy list, which is kind of what I essentially put this list as. Yeah, so my, I, like I mean, that. I had him at 13, so it's not like I was completely out on Devonta Adams. But the th- my thought process behind that was, A, yeah, don't know if Derek Carr is going to be there next year. Um, and I don't think this offense particularly works. They're an awful football team with Devontae Adams. So I, I 
Don't it's not Devontae that. Adams. They were a terrible football team last year. They've been a terrible football were, team for the last were, four years. They made the playoffs last they year. They barely made the playoffs. Okay, but barely. they made the playoffs. This year, they're not even going to get close. So, I mean, I'm saying, like, obviously this offense doesn't work, so we can't quite do this again. I mean, Josh Jacobs has been killing it this year. He's like a top five running back. We and got so is Devontae Adams. Five, a top five wide receiver. I get it. I'm saying we they're going to have to change some things next I year. I told every single person that bringing Devontae Adams here didn't solve anything, but he's still going to be good. It's Devontae Adams. Like, he's a right. good wide receiver. He's going to it, it, for get fantasy, a lot of targets. He's going to beat a lot of corners. Year. It's probably not going to be that way going forward. That's the only reason I have him one spot lower than this. Not even like he's – I'm saying he's out of it. But, yes, him being 29, I just – unless you're competing in the next one to two years – I don't think you can trade for him. So it's just, that's why I didn't know this team. was a trade for list. I thought this was just an overall. A no, no, list. it is. Yes. You're right. I, my biggest thing when we're talking dynasty is just like, you know, the other 12 and the ones that I had are guys that I want on my team right now. I wouldn't be upset having Devonta Adams on my team, but if you're a contender, absolutely a thousand percent. Adams is on your squad. You love it. You're you're happy with it. You're a contender because Devonta Adams is on your squad. Exactly. And that's where it's at. But I was just the reason I left him off mine is because he is a guy that I would be trading away. Again, if 13, 14, that's what I would have. He's 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 the same as some of these other veterans that we have above here. Like, I mean, there's the veterans above him. The only reason they're above him is because I'm I know what I'm getting from that quarterback or offense. So Okay. We'll have a conversation in a couple picks. Right. we, we will explain. So on to number 11, we got the first young pup of this generation. I think this is our only rookie on this list, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I tried to Chris... put Pickens on this list. He did. He tried. Tried. I he was... wanted to put Garrett Wilson on this list too. He was in the outside looking in, but it ended up being Chris Olave for this, the New Orleans Saints. Um, I had him at 11, so I'll speak up on this one. Uh, Chris Olave is is the offense for the Saints. I mean, we, we keep thinking and saying and trying to talk ourselves into Michael Thomas coming back. It's not happening, guys. Like, I, I think we could say at this point he's a very frustrating player. He seems frustrated in general. I don't really know what he wants to do in life. It does not seem like he wants to play football because he does not like the quarterback. He doesn't like the system, doesn't like the coach, yada, yada, yada. We go on and on. He does not come back. So that leaves a very huge void in their offense, and that is Chris Olave's fitting in completely he is able to make catches down the field he is getting better every week it feels like and for a rookie this might be our top rookie in this class which if you would have asked me this back in april i would have said there's no shot in hell but he literally traded a pick to me here we are didn't want chris olave exactly here we are it works out no i think the most impressive thing about chris olave is because he was kind of off our radar as like a top fantasy or, or dynasty pick really i mean he was that kind of that lull starting and like it was like ah a lot of people probably picked sky Moore and um christian watson over him right now um and there's a reason he's on this list and those two aren't which sorry spoiler alert the other well those are on the list but we kind of already talked about that but the most impressive thing about alave is he literally has done it with majority of andy dalton and this was even when michael thomas was there when landry was there he he asserted himself to the top and i think that's what the, the thing that makes it the biggest is that he is the number one receiver on the team with, you know, obviously a whatever fragile Michael Thomas at this point, uh, ego and physically. Um, and then Landry, who's a little older at this point and has kind of been on and off the field, but he showed that he was number one before they 
you know, kind of dwindled off the roster at this point. So yeah, no, I, I told everyone and, and, and anyone that would listen to me that Michael Thomas was not going to play this whole season because I didn't think he'd, st- I didn't think he'd play a game. I thought he was just done. Like I'm done with Michael Thomas, but Chris Olave is the new Michael Thomas and you can pretty much book, go look back on Michael Thomas's first couple of years. That's what Chris Olave is going to do. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, Chris Olave, just like the Devonta Adams thing though, we don't know what's going on with quarterback for them long term. They don't have a pick this year, so you know, we'll see what happens. Cooper Rush is going to look awesome thrown to Chris Olave. The <laughs> biggest thing that I love about Chris Olave is just how how willing they are just to pepper him with the ball. I mean, pretty much from his first game, that's what we did not expect to see. We didn't think Chris Olave would be that involved that early in this offense, especially with Landry and Thomas there. They're just throwing the house at him and seeing what he can do, which is bodes really well for his future there, especially when they're able to land a uh, quality signal caller that can get him the ball even more. Yeah, I think being quarterback proof is something that, you know, brings him onto this list. I would say that he's probably has the worst quarterback of the entire list throwing him the ball right now. I mean, you could probably argue for, you know, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is better than Dalton. And then, you know, obviously we've got a player ahead that has Jared Goff. Jared Goff's, I think, a little bit better than Andy Dalton at least. So, I mean, I think this was probably the worst quarterback you know, wide receiver on this list. So that should just show you he probably is going to be quarterback proof for his career if he can even seed with Andy Dalton. Which is awesome to see from a rookie. Right. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's We really don't know what the most of these guys. Because like Garrett Tyree Wilson Hill, had, we were really worried about him. Yeah. And yeah, Wilson was not quarterback proof whatsoever. He's not. No. And, it you know, that should tell you something. I don't know exactly what that is because Garrett Wilson – you know, he looked good in this last game, but he it took what was his name, Joe, for the Bears dying on the field for him to get that second. Oh, Eddie touchdown. Jackson. Yeah, Eddie Jackson had to like literally yeah. die on the field to get that second touchdown. We're not seeing what we're seeing from Olave, who's able to catch these long bombs for touchdowns. Uh, yeah, honestly, Garrett Wilson has really only had a couple of good games. Like it's I mean, he's had decent games, but like like Olave is just looking like the splash man at the moment. Garrett Wilson yeah. still looks great, obviously. Especially and we saw with Elijah Moore just hey. come right back into the picture. Zach Wilson looks like, let's not be mistaken. Zach Wilson's much Garrett. worse than Andy Dalton. Oh, no, no, Zach Wilson's much worse than Andy Dalton. So there is a complete quarterback crater there that he's had to deal with, but still, you know, Chris Olave has been able to thrive. All right. On to number 10, Joe, can you talk to us about Mr. Cooper Cup of the L.A. Rams? Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup, what more do you want from the guy? I have a number eight on my list. He's 29. He's aging a little bit, but, I mean, the dude just puts up points. Stafford loves him, and just his target numbers alone. I mean, he gets like 12 or 13 targets a game. When he comes back next year, it's going to be the exact same thing. I do not see him losing a step. He's only been in the league for five years. He does not use physicality for the most part to – do his deed at wide receiver. He's smart. He's crafty. I can see him having a uh, play well into his early thirties, 33, uh, 34. It's kind of wild that we didn't see this coming, you know, in the 2020 season when in really in 2019, he was wide, wide receiver five. Obviously it was yep. a little high of touchdowns, but obviously the Cooper cup connection with Stafford is ridiculous. Uh, and then literally my, I think the weirdest thing is he's basically not played for three weeks and he's still wide receiver five. Like nobody's touched him since then. He might still end up probably not end up as like close to wide receiver 10 on the season at the end of the year. Uh, but my only thing with Cooper cup is what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. 
the Rams in general look terrible. And I understand that Stafford has been dealing with a shoulder injury to start the season. Um, but Cooper cup was never a problem. That's the only thing. And I think it'd be scary to see what would happen without Stafford in there. Um, Cause I don't, I mean, he was still a good wide receiver beforehand, but after Stafford came in, I mean, that was when he really had his breakout and that's when he's been putting up pretty much 30 points a game in fantasy. So, yeah, I mean, the breakfast club was a real thing that that became a thing last season and he, his fantasy value shot through the roof because of it. He's a young 29 too. I think people don't realize that like he came into the season uh, into the league at 24. He was not a, he was not a young man when he came into the league. He's not like been in the league for 10 years or anything like that. And wide receivers do last a little longer. Hence why I have Devonta Adams higher than you two, because I understand the dilemma of whatnot, but Cooper cup, no worries here. I don't think you're even worried when Stafford leaves. I mean, more than likely they're replacing him with something better unless it's the Steelers situation. Yeah, well, they might not trust, have a pick for the next Sean five McVay. years. So. That's, That's fair. Too. They'll trade all of their seven first round picks for <laughs> like Gardner Minshew or something. <laughs> that's probably probably true all right un, on to number nine and that is mr stefan diggs of the buffalo bills um josh do you want to talk about mr stefan diggs yeah honestly i'm lower on stefan diggs i feel like i put him in here gratuitously uh although i think joe is actually the lowest on him total uh, mm. i had him at number eight it was kind of gratuitous just because he's gonna be playing with josh allen for the next i don't know foreseeable future at the moment um, I think he's got a couple more years on his deal and there's no way they let him walk at this point, although they will have to pay him. Um, my thing about Stefan Diggs is that he's just the only guy on the bills. No offense to Gabe Davis. He's done. Okay. Uh, he's had his big games, his little three touchdown games. Dawson Knox has been kind of non-existent. Sorry, Jordan. It just hasn't happened, man. But like, there's no one else to throw to. They don't use the run game. Josh Allen's the running back. And then it's Stefan Diggs. And those are the two plays that they, they run. So you know, you're, you know what you're getting the next two years. And my thing about Dynasty is, yes, it's about young guys. And yes, it's about the future. But it's also about winning championships. So Stefan Diggs has to be on this list, just number one, gratuitously. But number two, he needs to be high on this list because he's going to be wide receiver one, two, or three, pretty much the next two, three years. So, I mean, naturally, and maybe even longer, who knows how long this this roller coaster will last. But he's only looked better in, uh, in uh, Buffalo. And we'll continue to look this way. I, I just don't see it stopping. Yeah, I think I did have Diggs the lowest on this list. I had him at 11. It's honestly, it's it's the age thing. We're talking dynasty, but it's Josh Allen. It's a crazy good offense. And Stefan Diggs is a very talented football player. And when you put all that together, it's fantasy goodness. So I'm with you there. You just write him. I mean, he's not a guy you're taking off your team at all. Well, I had him at number six um, when we did our composite rankings. Um, the only reason is because he is him. He is the guy that has been the best wide receiver this season. And, yes, he has all those other options for Josh Allen to throw to. But at the end of the day, when you're, you know, when it comes to the crunch time of a game, Stefan Diggs is the guy that, that is always getting targeted. And when you have a high-powered offense such as the Buffalo Bills – you're going to need a wide receiver that's going to benefit from that. So Stefan Diggs is kind of having that Cooper cup S season that happened last year. And, you know, I think if you have that ability, you belong up high on this list. Um, I will say this, I saw a stat on, I think it was first things first. I don't know. One of those stupid Fox shows. Um, they said that Josh Allen, they crunched the statistics. Josh Allen for the last six weeks has been as good as benched Davis mills. 
That is a real stat. We're talking a- accuracy, touchdowns, interceptions, all of like QBR, all the stats. They match Davis Mills. Yeah, he hasn't actually been playing that well. It's just he it's all not. going to Stephon Diggs. Like he's actually they're actually the Bills are in quite a slump right now, and they're not looking. They could have lost on Thanksgiving Day. They could have lost the week before. Uh, they're they're looking a little rough right now. But I, I don't think the thing about Stephon Diggs is he's the only guy. I, I think I would have him maybe possibly off this list because of his age, or at least a lot lower than I had him at eight. If Gabe Davis was anything that anyone, everyone talked us into this offseason. Everyone was like, Gabe Davis, big year. I know I was. And the, what sucks is when you see Gabe Davis have a good game, you're just like, why can you not be this guy every single week? I don't understand it. But well, it's because he's a big not, play receiver. Not. It's Deshaun Jackson again. I mean, well, but a bigger he Deshaun Jackson. He shouldn't be. Like, he, do, he doesn't have to do that. Like, I, I don't know why that is the only thing that he is capable of doing. It's just it's so weird to watch. It's, it's literally what's happening with Christian Watson right now. Like he busts these big plays out, but it's like, does, which, should Christian Watson only be that? I don't think so, but he's number five. On this being list. Used. No, Christian Watson is not <laughs> on this wait. list and I will quit the podcast. If he is, he is not. Uh, mm. Can't wait to get, the we'll get into that in the game previews. Guys. I would rather have Christian Watson, the Ramondre Stevenson right oh, now. Uh, You're wrong. Let that one go, Joe. Um, number eight on this list is the sun god, Amonra St. Brown. Um, I'll take it because, look, and I just, like, I'm going to keep boasting about it. Everybody who thought that Monra St. Brown was not going to be good this season because of DJ Chark, or, like, just think how dumb you are now looking back. Like, <laughs> Amon Ra is that guy. I Look know in the Jay- mirror and laugh at yourself. Exactly. Just look in the mirror. Yeah. Just think, what could I be, do better in life? And then think about your Amon Ross St. Brown tape earlier in the preseason. But Amon Ross St. Brown has answered literally every question that we've had about him. And here's the thing. Here's spoiler alert for everyone out there that's like, well, they get Jamison Williams back this week. When he gets there, he's going to take a big hit. Amon Ross, the, the, the workloads are not even remotely the same. Like that, Jamison Williams is a downfield threat or the crossing Tyree Kill situation in the middle of the field. That's not where Amon Ross St. Brown lives. He does the corner routes. He does the middle, you know, he, he works in the middle of the field. He's a slot receiver. And that is what Jared Goff loves. He loves slot receivers. So I'll, also, I don't, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't no, know if you fine. noticed that last game, you know, uh, Thanksgiving uh, buff against Buffalo, but he did that because DJ Chark came back. Nobody was scared of Josh Reynolds and Craig Stevenson and Re- Reynolds Reynolds. Uh, nobody's worried <laughs> about those guys. You know who they're worried about? Actual stars, which DJ Chark, don't don't hate on DJ Chark. He's actually a pretty decent running back or wide receiver. But uh, Amon Ross St. Brown did so well because there's other people out there. And when Jameson Williams gets out there, and for one, when they get a quarterback like that, actually, don't get me wrong, Goff's actually played very serviceable this year. But when they get an actual quarterback to develop with Amon Ross St. Brown and Jameson Williams, there's going to be a AJ Brown, Devontae Smith thing. Maybe Amon Ross has a, a seven point game. You know, he's going to do next week, 30 points. Like it's going to be consistent. Yeah, and I think I mean I don't know. I think I had Amon Ra the highest. I have him at four on there because he he's just a target sponge there. And we saw the the one reason that gave me trepidation with Amon Ra this year was Hawkinson was returning and the Jamison Williams Swift kind of runs those middle catches and stuff. But then we took a huge component by them shipping Hawkinson off of there. So Amon Ra's your middle of the field guy with Swift getting in there occasionally, but this offense is absolutely humming. They're going to continue to hum, like you guys said. And, you know, Amon Ra's that guy. He passes the eye test in every possible possible category. He catches it long. He catches it short. 
he's a good player, and Look, I, I I love him. I absolutely love. Is, him. I love add him. A, add a freaking Kirk Cousins to this team, and this is the best offense in the NFL. Like, yeah. I mean, they don't need no. an elite quarterback. They need someone who can manage. Say, just DeAndre Swift's healthy. Say uh, Jamal Williams is healthy. Amon Ra, Jamison, and Chark out there. Sure, they're missing a tight end. What does that matter? Dude, Gardner Minshew just seems like uh, a Detroit guy. Dude. This Gardner Minshew. We're going to keep He just seems like a Dan Campbell Detroit guy. I think Minshew's contract is up next year, and it's going to be very interesting because there's a lot of bad quarterbacks out there right now. I would love to see Blanco in silver and blue to be, you know, for good old We're talking hopes and dreams. Mickey White out there. (laughs) Yes, that's true. But before we move off this, I just like. Guys, we don't have to, like, not you two, but the rest of the world, we just don't have to overthink things. Amon Ra was insanely talented last season in the role that he was given. We all understand that it was because of this and that and injuries and blah, blah, blah that got him in there. And then he showed what he could do. They're not going to ever pull a player like that back unless you're Travis Fulgham. But other than that, you're not going to pull a player like that back and never use them again. They're going to, like, they earn their opportunities. They earn their snaps. They earn their targets. Like, an OCC, something like that, they're not going to be like, well, for my job's sake, I'm going to put him to the side. No, they're going to thrive and use that person. Let's not overthink this, guys. Let's not overthink it. Yeah, I mean, he had 90 catches last year in essentially a part-time role, so he's an absolute PPR diamond. This year he's already got 65, 11 yards of catch. Mm. Yes. Honestly, the one really thing he's missing right now is the touchdowns, and if those start pouring in, which they easily could I... – well, if Jamal Williams didn't exist, he probably would have <laughs> Jamal Williams with 13 touchdowns. Exactly. Fuck Jamal right. Williams. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On to number seven, and that is this little-known wide receiver named Tyreek Hill. Joe, talk about who you know who this guy is. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. Um, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was really nervous on Tyreek Hill when he when he left Casey. I, you know, I was a firm believer that Mahomes had the arm to make him useful, but he went over to Miami and he is doing the exact same thing on an even higher level than he was doing in Kansas City. The man is just he's uncoverable. He's always open. He's putting up insane yardage. He's going to be is he's still on pace for over two thousand yards this year? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, close to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think last week he had kind of a down game, but. Tyreek Hill is absolutely everything you want in a dynasty wide receiver. Yeah, he's 28 years old, but he is an absolute speed demon. and he's faster than anyone else in the league. Even if he slows down a little bit, he's still going to be faster than 98% of the people out there. So I have no worries about Tyreek Hill's age and in that offense. It's it's awesome. I love Tyreek Hill. Also, he's Lamp. played at least a majority of a full season, like three-fourths of every season since he's started. Um, I think – Mine was kind of the opposite of Joe's take. It wasn't that I was worried that Mahomes made him a thing. We all know what Tyree Kill is. It was more of I didn't think Tua could get the ball to him, which is yeah, actually that was true. A big part of it. But Tyree Kill keeps coming back and be he's that fast where he can stop on a dime. The defender can't do anything about it, and he can go back and get the ball before it's an interception. He saved at least three Tua interceptions and will probably save three more at least by <laughs> the end of the season. 
but honestly, they're using him in, cre- in a creative way. As much as I hate Mike McDaniel or whatever the heck his name is, um, I absolutely hate the guy, but he's using Tyree Kill perfectly. He's Why do you hate him. Mike McDaniel? Dude, have you seen his face? Either. Have you seen oh his face? Lord. He looks creepy, dude. I don't know what a pedo looks like, but it's him. No. Uh, anyway, well, there we go. put me on another list, man. It's, flag, it's fine. Flag All right. Content. Well, let me just talk about Tyree Kill, though. They're using him in such a way that it's it's screen passes, it's dump off, it's slot, it's slot work, it's deep slants, it's deep balls, it's everything. And they're using Tyree Kill in a better way than KC was even using him. Yeah, and here's the thing, guys. And we all we say this every draft season. There is no Tyree Kill. This is a unicorn. We're watching a unicorn play football. There's not going to be a receiver like him probably ever again. It's probably not going to happen. There's going to be players like him. There's going to be different players that are seed at different things. They're not going to be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill, and he is going to thrive no matter who the quarterback is. I don't think we – we did not think it was going to be quite like this. I thought it would take a while to get, you know, it going a little bit, but no. Mike McDaniel has hit the ground running. He went out and told them, hey, trade a first-round pick. Get me Tyreek Hill. And they were like, all right, here's three first-round picks. Come, uh, Tyreek Hill, come on to our team. They signed him to a deal. You've got literally what this is going to be prime. Like, it's kind of weird to say. This is prime Tyreek Hill for the next, like, four or five years. Like, that is the craziest part. He has already lived an entire life at Kansas City where he was a stud year in and year out. But this – this is this is not we haven't seen this before. He, you know, Travis Kelsey kind of was stealing a little bit of the shine there. This is the prime Tyreek Hill where he is the number one focus of the offense and he is going to get every bit of work in that offense. The craziest thing is he's averaging in his career like nine touchdowns a year, and that so far he's at four. And that's like more than halfway through the year. He's probably gonna end up with five or six. It's not even a big deal. He doesn't need them. He's getting the catches, he's getting the yards. Big. Exactly. Already has 87 receptions on the air. I mean, that's just. It's stupid. I love PPR. I love PPR. It's literally like like, this is and this is what I think we all think, you know, when we think we could do this for a living, like being an offensive coordinator, it's literally like I have Tyree Hill. Let me just use him. Let me just throw him the ball 85 times, 90, 100 times and see what happens. Like that's literally what you should be doing. Whatever. You know, I think a lot of OCs confuse how they use their players on their team. There's no confusing how to use Tyreek Hill. All right. If you guys are wondering, we're all very, very excited about Tyreek Hill. Yes, excited about the Dolphins in general. This offense is insane. It's literally what we want Shanahan's offense to be. He does not have these players. They definitely weren't the last undefeated team, though. So That is a factual statement. All right. On to number six, which is the Cincinnati Bengal named T. Higgins. Well, Cincinnati Bengal for now, I would suspect. For now. <laughs> for now. I actually, I think he's going to stay. I don't think there's any way they can get rid of him. I don't think so either. I'll I'll talk about T. Higgins. I think, Ty, I personally, I think that T. Higgins is leaving this team. I don't think they're going to, I don't think, you know, unless he gets injured and they have to, you know, they're going to keep him because, you know, he's not going to get a better deal somewhere else. I think he is going to be the next wide receiver that wants to be traded in the offseason, and he is going to go to a team where he could be the number one, which is why I have him, you know, on my dynasty list because I don't even think we've seen the best of T. Higgins. I think we've only seen the floor of T. Higgins. I think the ceiling is still higher. Billy, when you first said that, dude, I thought you were so high. I was like, there's no way he's walking. There's no way he's playing somewhere else. But you have me completely sold on the idea. And if he goes to the right situation, sky's the limit. Sky's the absolute limit. 
I, I'm going to go ahead and fireball bet you on the at, at the end of this day right here that T. Higgins stays in Cincinnati for the next two years. Okay, I'll take long that term because, fireball bet. Long term, it's it won't even be long term because they got to sign him. They either sign him to a massive contract, which they also have to sign Chase and Burrow. But they have to sign him a massive contract, and he has to stay, unless they cut. I don't know. Well, that's going to get confusing in the offseason. But yeah, I'll take that bet. There's no way they pay him and pay everyone else. There's no way. I just feel like they have to. T. Higgins is like the glue that keeps the Bengals together. Uh, Jamar Chase. Just I'm go not draft another one. He's I, a second round pick. I understand that, but T. Higgins is different. Uh, like like you said, he's a wide receiver one on any other team right now. He's behind Jamar Chase. The only reason Jamar Chase is a wide receiver one over him is because of his speed. T. Higgins does has every other tangible that you could even have, and he does everything well. I mean, the only thing he, you can really say about him is he doesn't get the ball enough. I mean, he's yeah. only getting seven, eight targets a game. Uh, yeah, like you see what happens when he gets 13. He gets 148 yards. I mean, you don't give the man the ball, he can't get yards. I mean, So you do him... you think that T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are going to have equal contracts? No, absolutely not. No. Jamar Chase so gets then a bigger why in the because world was... would T. Higgins stay then? That makes no sense. Because T. Higgins is going to have to be signed first. Yeah, but, but they're not going to have... blow their whole load but on T. Higgins. they got to pay there. Burrow and Chase. They're not going to pay Higgins, you know, what he is worth. I just think it, it would literally be the downfall of this team if they let T. Higgins walk. Well, you're already I seen think... it with Jesse Bates, though. They're already knowing that they have to pay these dudes, and they're locking up their bank account right now, and you're going to start seeing these players. Jesse Bates, T. Higgins might be next, you know, whoever else they need to pay on that team, especially after they handed out those big contracts to Hendrickson and Hubbard. I mean, and it's – And which is been good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to take away from the T. Higgins discussion. T. Higgins, T. Higgins is, is an alpha, man. Wide receiver. He is, he, is alpha. A wide, he is a wide receiver one on almost every other team. There's probably like six or seven other teams where he wouldn't be. And we just think that whether he stays in this offense in the role that he's in now, which is kind of a muted role, but still a top 12 dynasty wide receiver, I just think there is a ceiling that he has not hit yet that he will get to when he gets to his new team personally. He's the rare wide receiver who's better in standard than PPR. It is. It's very rare that that happens. Yeah. And yeah, that, he's going to happened. Houston book it right now. Wow. I, that would be interesting. All right. Let's move on to number five. And that is Jalen Waddle. Josh. I don't, I don't Waddle. No, no, you guys talk about Waddle. I don't want to talk about like Waddle. Waddle. I, I like Waddle well, enough. Fine, huh? I just my thing about Waddle is he's going to be <clears throat> overshadowed by Tyree Kill is the problem. And and that's why I didn't have him as high as you guys did. Um I, I do think he's a great wide receiver. I had him at six. Actually, I guess Billy, you had him lower than me. Joe had him at three, so it bumped him up this list a little bit. Uh to me, I just Jalen Waddle's phenomenal if there wasn't Tyree Kill on the team. I don't get me wrong, I think this talent is phenomenal. We all saw it last year. We're seeing it this year as well. Uh, I was about to say, is it bothering him this year that Tyree Kill's there? It's not, but it's not this. It, the year they're having right now is not a normal year. It's not going to continue. They will not be able to do that. They will have to run more. It's only going to get better. You're right. Which is better. why Jalen Waddle is my wide receiver three in dynasty. Which uh, three, is, I think strong, but I do agree that it's only going to get better. I, I don't. I'm sorry. That's why I don't <laughs> want to talk about Jalen Waddle. I was All trying right, to. Well, fine. Was trying let's, to... Take the, let's take the. Hey, let's just mute Josh so me and Joe can fawn over Jalen Waddle. So Jalen Waddle, I mean, is the catch king. Like here, he is the like possession wide receiver on this team. And the thing is, is when you know they need a score, whenever the Dolphins need to get the offense going, 
Jalen Waddle is the guy that they're going to have to put out there and get catches in this offense. I mean, Tyreek Hill is a burner. He's got speed. He's got all that. And he can create the big play. But you set up the big play with runs and the short passes. And Jalen Waddle is that guy. He is going to catch 100 balls every year. I will fireball bet Josh on that one if he wants to. I will, you know, he's going to catch 100 balls every season. That's going to keep him relevant in almost every PPR format going forward. I'll fireball bet you that he doesn't get to 100 catches this year. How many is he at? 56. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, like I said, this was nothing against Jalen Waddle. I, I think he's a great receiver. I think he's going to be overshadowed by Hill. I think to this year is an anomaly for Miami. I do not think that they're the powerhouse that they are at the moment. I, I actually think Hill is the only reason I have Waddle higher than Hill by like one slot is because Tyreek Hill is older. So um, don't get me wrong. Love me some Waddle. I just wish Tyreek Hill didn't go here for his sake, but I guess at the same time they have a chance of like a championship. So that's pretty great for him. Yeah. I just think this offense is ridiculous. I mean, say what you will about Tua. He's been performing awesome. Gusecki's probably on the out there. Durham Smythe, Phil Smythe, whatever his name is, they're, they're working him in in the red zone. But I think Jalen Waddle is ultimately going to morph into the red zone guy. He just really shifty, runs the routes really well, and I think you're going to see his touchdown numbers really jump. And, uh, yeah, I really like Jalen Waddle. The thing is, it's kind of wild that uh, Waddle and Hill only have, like, a combined, like, eight touchdowns. Like, you'd, 11, think, that, you'd think, think that there'd be more. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. It was six for him and four for Hill. That's what, 10, 10 touchdowns? Sorry, my bad. I do my math a little bit better. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's just kind of wild because they're the ones who make all the plays. And then I guess just Mostert and now Jeff Wilson are just swooping in to take them all. So Smythe and Gesicki stealing touchdowns. Too. River Craycraft is the uh, ultimate yeah, vulture right there. Suspicious name is catching touchdowns too. There is um, one guy, Oh, unless you guys were not done with Waddle. No, we're done with Waddle. I just want to talk about this one guy. And Joe, I actually would like you to start this one out because me and Billy have him pretty high. And this is our number four combined, all three of us. But like for some reason, you had him, I believe, at number 10. Talk about AJ Brown. What's your deal? What's your beef, bro? AJ Brown is at 10, man. Um, I don't, he's had a couple great games over his career. He looks really good. The injuries are concerning to me. The fact that there are so many weapons on this offense is very concerning to me. And they don't seem a lot of the time very invested about just giving him the damn ball. I mean, we saw last game Hurts is running. Sanders is there's still a rushing offense. And then you add in Goddard, who kind of eats up the middle of the field. Devonta Smith. Ah, don't get me started on him. A.J. Brown's not even the number one option on this team for getting the ball. They're still focused on running it. And they're That's so efficient. True. They're so efficient at running the football with that damn line that until they don't have to throw. And their defense is so damn good. I just don't see AJ Brown having a monster game every week, okay. which is why I don't have him as high on this list as you guys do. So the thing is, J- Jalen Hurts is the number one option on the thing, and that needs to stop, and it will stop in the future. The- this year is also an anomaly for the Eagles. We're never going to go eleven and one, uh, you know, ten and one again probably for the next 10 years. But the thing about this team is they're going to be forced to throw the ball in games, AKA last week, obviously AJ Brown wasn't the perfect example of that, but they will be forced to throw the ball in high, high scoring games. Jalen hurts cannot run for 160 yards each game. 
Like we saw what happened with Justin Fields. I know it didn't happen on a run play or might have, uh, but you cannot do that with a team like this. So AJ Brown in the stretch of this season, AKA uh, on Sunday is going to have some huge plays because they're going against Tennessee, which I don't know if you know that, but that's a revenge game for AJ Brown, but they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more. It's not that they don't trust Jalen hurts to throw the ball. For some reason, they just trust him to run the ball, which they need to stop that. And I think they will see the error of their ways in the future. But Sirianni just loves winning at the moment. So um, I made AJ this B- argument a couple weeks ago. AJ Brown was one of my tradeaway guys on here. And it's because I'm not saying that AJ Brown is not awesome. And if you have him on your team, you should be very happy to have AJ Brown on your team. I just don't see him as being as valuable as a lot of these other wide receivers based on the fact that they have so many different options they can throw it to. I mean, it's they a lot they of these teams it. have to feature their wide receivers. The Eagles, and even if they have to throw it, they've shown that they don't have to feature A.J. Brown. The, well, with Goddard out for the next two to three weeks, he they do have to throw it to A.J. Brown, and they will. And We're this will be his years statistically... years and years and years. All right, this... well, let's, let's get the emotional Eagles fan out of here. I had him at number two, which was higher than everyone else. And my argument is, A, his talent level is, uh, like, way above and beyond even what he's getting used this year. And this year, I think the Eagles are beta testing their offense. They're seeing what works and what doesn't. And they've happened to go 10-1 and while beta testing an offense with A.J. Brown in there. I think in the future, they cannot afford not to use A.J. Brown more. I think we are seeing the floor of A.J. Brown this year because, literally, they're just seeing what works, what doesn't how Jalen Hurts needs to operate in the offense. I think the OC is kind of like, you know, scratching plays out that don't work. He's writing in additions and subtractions to plays that do work. And I think going forward in the future, A.J. Brown will be a more focal point of this offense. And I think his ability and his just willingness to be used in that way is going to keep him very high. I mean, that's why I have him at number two. I think this offense is only going to get better. Like, as the defense declines because defense is – cannot stay on top forever. Once the defense declines, the offense is going to have to ramp up and AJ Brown is going to have to be the focal point of that. If they're going to actually be, you know, the Eagles for the next five, you know, five, six years, I think AJ Brown's going to be the major point of that. He's actually statistically going to break all of his records this year uh, with catches, yards and touchdowns. And I think that's the, this is the floor of AJ Brown. Like literally we were seeing 100 yard games in one multiple touchdown game this year. I mean, I said, floor he doesn't even AJ Brown is this that's fine I'm not saying that AJ Brown is not a good wide receiver I just I still have him my top 10 I just don't have him at two I think I'm actually kind of shocked the last couple weeks with Goddard out he hasn't been featured more but the thing is they just started running the ball with Jalen Hurts more Josh here's the thing the Eagles are getting ready for the playoffs they got to see what works what doesn't it's not necessarily going to lead to fantasy points this season but once they actually like you know move it into like how it's actually going to be for the next three or four years with this offense, with Jalen hurts, then it's going to be just fine. Like they're, they're just working things out on the fly here with everyone in the offense. I was going to say, I don't see a single like starter on this offense, not being on the team next year. I even, even Sanders, I I feel like Sanders. If you had to say the next year's offense is even going to be better than this one, you would believe it right now because this is the first year in this offense. Like once they all get comfortable with each other a little bit more, it's only going to lead to better, more success. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts is still learning as a thrower as well. I mean, he's been mo- mostly a mobile quarterback and, you know, kind of getting ready for that. He, NFL, he definitely so. trusts his arm more this year than he has in the past. Like last year, he was like legs first. If I can get a pass, I'll do it. This year, it's 
I'll read the field. If I can, if I see the legs as the better option, I will do it. But if it's the pass, then I'll do the pass. And that's why AJ Brown has thrived in this offense, which is all we were arguing for last season was freaking get him a wide receiver one. And they did. All right. We spent way too much time on that. Let's get on to number three with Mr. C.D. Lamb from the Dallas Cowboys. I'll talk about him because nobody wants to. Uh, I'll talk a lot about C.D. No, 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 no. C.D. Lamb is the man. Uh, A lot of even Cowboys fans have talked shit about C.D. Lamb not being the number one receiver they need to get another one and it's he's not, not a number one wide it's receiver. not the same it's well we're not talking about you right now um no, we gave you aj brown man you can hate on one player from the nfc east at a time um but no I'm just your old division honestly. is absolutely a number one wide receiver it would be nice if they even had a number two receiver because gallup has not been that guy um and cedric wilson is gone who was that guy last year so no, C.D. Lamb has looked phenomenal this year, and with Dak back especially, um, he's only going to get better. Uh, Dak's getting more and more into full health. They've been actually a running team mostly this year, and he's still wide receiver seven. Uh, he's going to have more games like uh, Week 10 in Green Bay, and there's nothing wrong with C.D. Lamb. He's literally gotten better and progressed throughout his career. He's going to smash those numbers again this year, and I, I think he's just getting better as a player and this has nothing to do with Billy being an Oklahoma fan. So we'll let Joe go, and then we'll talk about uh, talk talk Billy and let him just hype up CD Lamb even more than I did. Sounds good. Go for it, Joe. I was all in on CD Lamb when he came into the league and everything. I again, I'm not upset if he is on my dynasty team. I do think they are going to draft another wide receiver, and I do think that they are going to CD Lamb's going to. He's really good in like a support role. He makes a lot of boneheaded plays on the field, and you can tell that he's not running the right routes sometimes, or he, you know, just makes some stuff up as he goes. If you watch the game when CD Lamb's in, it is not great. I mean, he makes up for it just based on his talent when what he's able to do. Sometimes he should be a lot better than he is, and that's my argument with CD Lamb. I still have him at number. Your argue is he should be better. He should be better. Yes. That, that mean, is my argument. I, I like that argument. I, I do appreciate that argument. I think that they need to get him a number two. That is the actual problem with this offense. They don't have a number two wide receiver right now. And when you have to force everything to C.D. Lamb, you're right. He's still a raw wide receiver, so I don't think we're seeing the full breadth of what he can do. Um, he He's very capable of making boneheaded plays from time to time. But – I think if you had a second option in the offense and he didn't always have to face whoever the number one cornerback or, you know, get the help from the safety over, I think that he will be able to thrive even more in this offense. I mean, I still have, I only, I, you know, I have a number four. So, you know, I, I, I'm not as feeling good as the number three slot here, but I think that his future is bright. And I think as this team gets better with talent wise, I think that he will be better. Like if they did get Odell, in this offense, for example, I know we were talking about that earlier. It would, I think, only help C.D. Lamb because it would give him a distraction. Like, I'm not going to lie, when the Rams got uh, Odell last year, it only helped Cooper Cup. Like, it made Cooper Cup even better because it gave him somebody that they were looking for. I know that Robert Woods was doing his thing and we were, you know, having the funny Bobby Trees moments. But, like, Odell was an actual threat that, you know, required people to look his way. I think if they did that for this offense, I think we'd see similar results in CD Lamb's, you know, value spiking up even more. And in the future, when they do draft an actual number two, 
I'm sorry, I love Michael Gallup to death. He has not been the same wide receiver this year, and he is not the same threat that he was in the years past. When they get an actual number two in there, it's going to mean a lot more for CD Lamb. I personally don't want to hate too much on Michael Gallup. I think he'll come back next year a little bit better than what he has yeah. done this year and kind of be the role we thought he would be, you know, the 700, 800-yard receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. But honestly, I agree with the Odell because if Odell does join the Cowboys, as much as I hate the whole Odell hype like we talked about earlier, um, it would just give them a little bit of something to worry about. And at the moment, the only person downfield they're worried about is CD Lamb. And the fact that he's been able to do that currently is honestly surprising. So, all right, let's get on to number two. I, you know, obviously, I think everybody on you know that's listening to this podcast right now can probably figure out who's number one, but we still got to talk about who's number two right now, and that is Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'll, I'll start out because I think it's pretty obvious. A, he's 22 years old. He's not even like really gotten all the way fully developed yet. So, like just seeing him fully, you know, come into his own, he's already been you know, quite the player through his career. We have hated seeing this injury from him this year because I think he was on pace to have a really special year. Um, and just seeing him not in this offense makes the whole Bengals offense. I think Jamar Chase is in for a massive contract from the Bengals. I think as long as he's with Joe Burrow, that connection and that chemistry is only going to lead to, you know, both of their careers flourishing for years to come. And it's just, I mean, this is the, one of the guys you have to be excited about. I mean, we're, Probably not going to get any wide receiver like this in this in this draft that's coming up here. So, honestly, Chase is going to have this number two spot, and he's going to have that going forward. Um, it's still kind of concerning that he is viewed as a deep threat when I don't think he has to necessarily always be that. But if that's how he's going to get used, you know, he is the best deep threat in the league if that's how we want to frame it. Yeah. He's extraordinarily talented. He's an absolute monster. And he has Joe Burrow. That's all I have to say about Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think we all know what Jamar Chase is at this point. That little small hands or, or not being able to see the lines on the football situation before his rookie season kind of worried everyone. So anyone who got him because someone skipped up on him, good for you. You are happy right now. You are not trading Jamar Chase. Like, leave him on your team. I don't care what offer the guy gives you. He is on your roster for years to come. Unless you're in redraft and sure, do what you want. And here's the thing, like Jamar Chase is going to be the guy that, you know, we're talking, you know, we talk about Stefan Diggs and we talk about Adams. We talk about like this, you're getting in on one of those guys early right here. Like we're looking at him, you know, some players are going to make the argument. Sorry, Bill. You can make the argument that he could go number one, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he easily could go number one. I mean, on in, in college, Number one and number two played on the same team. And number two was a hell of a lot better than number one. So honestly, yes, you can make the same argument now. And the thing is, is if number one just wasn't the best darn wide receiver I've seen in years, then we wouldn't even be talking about him. So let's just get to him. I hate that Jefferson's overshadowing Chase, but it's kind of ironic because Chase was overshadowing Jefferson and LSU. But our number one, beyond a shadow of a doubt with us three at least, is Justin Jefferson. Joe, kick us off. I don't even – I mean, this guy is just so special to watch. He gets it done all the time. If Kirk Cousins was halfway decent at quarterback, we're really seeing a decline (laughs) from him. He could be having even a better year, but he's making these horrible throws into massive plays. We saw probably one of the best catches that I've ever seen in my life a couple weeks ago. He just does it all, and if you have him on your team, you are just feeling phenomenal. You wake up every morning, 
the sun shines a little brighter. The birds are a little bit louder. It's just a beautiful thing having Justin Jefferson on your fantasy football team. He is number one without a shadow of a doubt. If you just look back at like the top 10 picks and you were in the fifth slot and you were like, no, I need a running back and you didn't draft Jefferson or fourth slot, whatever you're at. And sure, if you got Eckler, you're probably pretty fine. But if you got some of these other guys, you drafted Najee Harris over Justin Jefferson. You're just looking and you go, what did I do to what did I do to myself? Like I gave this season away because Justin Jefferson. Yeah, sure. He's had a couple bad off games. I wouldn't say bad games. I'd say more like off games. Uh, his lowest six and four. Uh, and then everything else is double digits and thirties and forties and stuff. Yeah. You're what you're, you're in the championship or at least the playoffs with this guy. And he's literally gotten better each season at this point, which is really wild to me. He goes 1400 for seven touchdowns his rookie year, 1610 last year. And sure. Maybe he doesn't get more than 10 touchdowns this year, but he's going to get more than 1600 yards at this point. It looks like so he's yeah, flying. Uh, and Minnesota is going to be fighting till the end. I mean, they're looking for that number one seed. So uh, Jefferson's going to be playing and you're just going to be excited about this. So I, just for this exercise, I went back and looked at who was taken in our dynasty draft. We have a league that's been going on for about five years, or at least we've been involved with it for at least five years. And I just wanted to see who was taken ahead of him. Here are names that were taken ahead of Justin Jefferson in our draft where he went 11th. Out of was that the McCall Hardman one? Nope, that was the year before. This, oh, okay, was 20, this was 2020. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire went number one, which looking back, woof. woof. Jerry Judy, Josh, thank you for taking him number four overall. And then you got um, C.D. Yeah, and then J.K. Dobbins went after that. Oh. <laughs> I went C.D. Lamb, which thankfully on this list, he's pretty high, so it doesn't look that bad. Uh, Joe, sorry you took Cam Akers. Um, woof. Uh, then he also put Cam Cam Akers Justin at, Jefferson on my team. So. Yeah, he also traded Cam Akers like seven times in between that. I traded Cam Akers for Justin Jefferson. So. But like, listen to this after that after my CD Lamb pick at uh, number five, Cam Akers, Keyshawn Vaughn, Jalen Rager, Henry Ruggs the third, and then Justin Jefferson. Rager went above Jefferson again. Yes. So just woof. I mean, what we 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 all did not see this coming. This guy is literally one i mean they were talking about it on the sports is he one of the best receivers you've ever seen mm-hmm. i can't even argue it like he is he looks like one of the best receivers i've ever seen i mean he's not wouldn't put him like hall of fame all-time guy yet but like right I now this, chance. this is the guy of our generation that we're going to be talking about in 50 years of like do you remember when he played like you know terrell owens randy moss all them like we're watching it and ironically that's, enough, that's, he's on the Vikings, so he has a chance yeah, to break exactly, some of Randy of Moss's records on the Vikings. And she already I, did, didn't he? I was gonna say, I think the he broke, season, single he broke season. his rookie receiving record and his I think his second year too. No, I mean Jefferson going in if, if you guys go back to the podcast in like June and August, I was saying I would take Justin Jefferson one. You did in redraft, and I'm killing it everywhere I did it. That was I think this next year, especially going into redraft season long you're going to see wide receivers start bumping these running backs off. So well, be honestly, I, I was fighting for the no, no running back. Like that was my biggest thing. I was pounding the drum for. And like, yeah, if you went Justin Jefferson, Cooper cup, Adams Diggs, like any of those guys in the first round, you're in a good spot. Probably like you're, you're doing just fine in your league. Most likely if you ended up with a good, decent running back in the spot that you did take them. But Which, there were plenty of them in the in the late rounds. The Kenneth Walker pick, uh, Joe was also pounding that drum. I mean, I don't Josh need to go Jacobs back to the running backs. Josh Jacobs, we, we, also, were, we were all pounding that drum. Yeah, we were. Zeke Elliott, that we were like, we love Pollard, but Zeke's still good too. Yeah, 
So wild. All right. Here is our list of our top 12 wide receivers for dynasty football going forward. One, Justin Jefferson, two, Jamar Chase, three, CD Lamb, four, AJ Brown, five, Jalen Waddle, six, T Higgins, seven, Tyreek Hill, eight, Amon Ross St. Brown, nine, Stefan Diggs, 10, Cooper Cup, 11, Chris Olave, and 12, Devontae Adams. Before we go, though, guys, there's like two or three names we probably at least need to mention why they didn't make it onto our list, and I will kick it off with DK Metcalf. Um, I I had DK Metcalf 14th on my list. I did not have him make it into the top 12. I've seen a lot of dynasty rankings where DK Metcalf is in the top 12. Um, but for me, I just it's the uncertainty of this team. He doesn't always seem to be completely 100% into the games. It's just tough because it, his talent looks good, but what actually happens on the field, not necessarily always something that matches that. For me, for DK Metcalf, it was the fact of I probably would have put him on this list at the beginning of the year. I actually was pounding the drum for DK Metcalf in the offseason, which honestly, he's played fine. He's just not a top 12 at the moment. Um, and it's ba- mainly because Tyler Lockett's been way better than we expected. He was really, I thought it was really just a rest thing. It was kind of the same concept of Mahomes and Hill kind of deal. That's how I felt about Tyler Lockett. I was like, eh, he probably won't hit. Like, but D- he, him and, and DK Metcalf are just both very consistent mid middle of the pack wide receivers. So, it's true. He's had a great year. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him. Joe, can you pound the drum for why George Pickens would have been in your top 12, but missed it just slightly outside looking in? He was in my top 12. I know. We'll talk about why he did not make, like talk about okay. him. You know, he's outside. Talk about, talk about him. Talk about him. Yeah. Uh, so George Pickens, uh, I've watched pretty much all of his games and everything. He is ridiculous as a wide receiver the routes that he runs catches that he makes are absolutely ridiculous and i think that you know if he was on a team right now that had a competent quarterback he would easily be in this list i think for a lot of us because we would see how special this dude is but he's extremely special and i think even if they stick with pickett they're only going to grow together the offense is going to get better they do need to address the offensive line but george pickens is the number one on that team already and he's just ridiculous. So give him some time to grow and mature and everything. And I think we're talking about George Pickens top five here in a couple of years. Yeah. So my thing about Pickens, and I don't think he's quite in the top 12 yet at this point, uh, but actually just something to elaborate on with you. It's not that if he were on a different team, it might be sure. But I think the thing that's special about him right now is that Pickett and Pickens like combo and that connection that they have is real. For some reason, when Pickett throws the ball to Pickens, it's the perfect throw. It's over the defender's hands, perfectly into his on the sideline. He gets two feet in bounds every time. I think the, honestly, it's the usage thing. I don't even think it's the fact that Pickett's not good. Pickett isn't good, but you know what he does do good? Throw the ball good to Pickens. I don't know if it's because they have similar last names. I don't know if they eat breakfast together or what, but it's something. And it looks, it looks phenomenal right now. And I think if, and Tomlin should be seeing this at this point and being like, Hey, maybe we throw him, just throw him the ball three or four more times. Just see what happens. Yeah. One more, one more uh, thing on Pickens uh, though. That catch I, that, I have, I have, oh, okay. Oh, I just want to talk about that one catch he had. I think it was week two where he was completely out of bounds. The ball was out of bounds. He's falling backwards, looks behind him and somehow catches that ball one handed. That was the best catch I've absolutely ever seen in my life. Way better than Odell's. Doesn't count. The, the Jefferson of- one against the Bills could give it a run, but I mean that was the most ridiculously athletic thing. 
I think I've ever seen in my life. I'm tired of hearing about every time someone CD Lamb made like four one-handed catches on Thanksgiving, and everyone's like, "Oh, an Odell," and maybe it's because Odell's going to the game. Why can't someone just be themselves? It's the same thing as like Tyreek Hill. Why do we have to compare someone? And why do we keep right. putting Odell's above all these other ones? We keep seeing more and more amazing catches, and yet we're still like Odell's catch. Like, ah, tired yeah. of it. No, very stupid. Very stupid. Okay, I only have two more that I just wanted to mention quickly. Uh, Chris Godwin, he's 26 years old. He probably should be on the cusp of this list, but he just was out of it. Um, he's on a good. He's on a good path. I think Mike Evans is slowing down. You know, I know the Mike Evans truthers out there, like Jordan, are gonna say, "Well, Mike Evans is blah 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 wide receiver for the last five years." I get it. It looks like he's slowing down though physically. I don't. He has the. I can't yips. say anything other than that. He just looks for slower. A, for a know. golf terminology, he has the yips. A hundred percent. Godwin yips is was, a good word. Yeah, Godwin was number two in twenty nineteen, and he just like he, I, I, you, you can say he regressed. He just hasn't gotten touchdowns, is what it is. And it's just because when Tom Brady got there, he didn't throw the touchdowns to Godwin. And Godwin looks sure. phenomenal. He's getting ninety plus targets every season. But we got to right. see what happens lot- with quarterback for sure. Godwin. That's true, too. Um, the last one I wanted to bring up, and this is just – there's one specific hater out there that was on the fucking Instagram. Terry McLaurin is not in our top 12, and it's this because time. they're a disaster at the quarterback position. Until they get a, a stable person in there, I'm sorry, it's not Heineke, it's not Wentz, it's not like none of them. Whenever they get a stable adult in there to play quarterback for them, then we can maybe start ranking him in the top 12. But until then – we're just going to be like, ooh, ah, that's great that he's making these plays, but he's not better than 18 on any dynasty list right now. I actually would probably have him in my top 15, if I'm being honest. I just, I okay, Terry, fine. I am a truther. We're, we're, all, we're all Terry McLaurin truthers. It's the quarterback, and I get it. That's the reason yes. why he wasn't in the top 12. It wasn't that it just he's sucks that he's already 27. Yeah. And that his whole season. career has been right, wasted. But at the same time, he was he was drafted late too. It wasn't like he's yeah. a young twenty seven. I don't think I don't think there's a problem there. It is the fact that they just got to draft a quarterback and they haven't made that move yet. I know this is probably for our younger who haven't been into fantasy, you know, as long. But this it feels a lot like Mike Wallace. You remember him from the Steelers, and then he yeah. went to the Dolphins, and he was amazing with the Steelers. We were convinced for years to come he was going to be an amazing wide receiver, and then it just it just never happened for him and i just feel like that's what we're watching with mclaurin it's just never gonna quite happen for mm. him. i have to disagree Again. with you i think mclaurin has been phenomenal his three years he's been in the league with terrible quarterbacks the entire time i mean the fact that he's putting up near a thousand yard seasons every year or actually doing it and probably going to actually easily going to again this year obviously the touchdowns are lacking a bit but that team uses brian robinson for some reason and we can't understand so it is what it is mclaurin will Orleans be in the top is my mike wallace guy Whole career wasted. Yeah, that's a rough time for him. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Joe, get us out of here. Good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.